Welcome to worship on this third Sunday of Epiphany, beautiful sunny morning. As uh, we come to worship, uh, please join me in the preparatory prayer. Let us pray. Out of the darkness, which is our daily plight, as we fight against the forces of evil and depravity, enable us, O God, to set our hearts and minds on your presence and trust you alone for our salvation, making us faithful disciples through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. As we come into God's presence in worship today, our help is in the name of the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Peace be with you, my peace I give to you. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. The peace of Christ be with you. Our call to worship this morning comes to us from the first epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 12. There are many different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. To each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Elders. To one, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. To another, faith. To one, prophecy. To another, interpretation. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. Come, let us worship the Lord. At this time of the year, as the days grow longer, so the grace of God grows more profoundly in our journey of faith. In our weakness, frailty, and guiltiness, we are always seeking renewal. Therefore, let us pray together. Holy Spirit of the living God, you alone enable us to recognize and profess Jesus as Lord. And by your grace alone are we able to share our gifts for the common good. We confess that we have gone astray from your will, pursued many diversions, and through our speech and conduct, undermined our profession of faith. Forgive us, Holy One, and restore us with the river of your delights, that we may render you the service you desire in all its rich variety. As far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions from us. Therefore, in Christ, we stand forgiven. Thanks be to God. Hear what the Lord Jesus Christ says. 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets, and so let us live. We come to the reading of God's word. Let us pray. Lift up your hearts. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the Redeemer of the world, grant that your people, illumined by your word, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first lesson this morning comes to us from the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 62, verses 1 through 5. Hear now the word of God. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not rest. Until her vindication shines out like the dawn, and her salvation like a burning torch. The nation shall see your vindication, and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name, that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land shall no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson comes from the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1 through verse 11. At the wedding of Cana, Jesus performs his first kingdom sign, turning water into wine. Hear now the word of God. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, 
do whatever he tells you. Now, standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each of them holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had been become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus never had a mother-in-law, because his hands were full with his own mother. They are at a wedding, and she's decided that Jesus is going to do something to help out and reveal who he really is. Now, perhaps on the surface, this event of wine or water changed into wine, the wedding of Cana, is really not that terribly big a deal. I mean, think about it. Even today, we take a little uh, foil uh, pouch of powder and pour it into a bottle of water and make lemonade or berry juice or all kinds of things. It doesn't take too much uh, to change water into something else. Now granted, wine is a different thing because wine and water are tremendously symbolic in John's Gospel. And this event, while it is not some great healing or some great opening up of the heavens with some kind of divine announcement, changing the water into wine so casually as it is, is something very deep and profound for us to understand. Because you see, John understands the passage we read from Isaiah. John understands that what is going on in this man, Jesus Christ, is all the promises to Israel that were made to her in the Old Testament are going to be fulfilled in this person, Jesus, in the New Testament. The glory of Israel, the declaration of Israel is the people of God, the bride of the bridegroom, the married one, the wife of Jehovah, all of that is going to become true in Jesus of Nazareth. Water. It keeps us alive. You can fast for up to 40 days on simply drinking water and live. Maybe not as comfortably as you might like, but live. So what is the difference between water and wine? Water in the, new, in, the, in the scriptures has always symbolized the sustenance of life. Water is the channel by which life is preserved 
on the planet. We are some 90% water in our bodies. Water is the constituent of most of what is what we digest in our systems. Water is the, if you will, the channel of life for us. It enables us to gain the oxygen in our, in our bodies that we need for all of our organs and all of our systems to work. But what is the difference then between that water and the wine? The wine symbolizes the nurture, the transformation of this source of water into wine is that the wine represents the new life of the kingdom that Christ will bring and has brought. The transformation here of water into wine is the beginning of the transforming work of the kingdom of God that Jesus is about to begin to unfold. They will struggle with the symbols of water, these Jewish people. They will struggle with what Jesus says and what Jesus does. But the point of it all is that at the end of his life, it will be the wine that gives us life and nurtures us. It will be the wine of the sacrament of his body and blood that symbolizes the eternal quality of kingdom life that we are given by faith in Christ. This event in Cana is John's way of preparing us for an entire unfolding in his gospel of this message that the kingdom of God transforms even the natural order that we are accustomed to. And how does that happen? It happens in an encounter with Jesus Christ. Mary says to the, wine, or to the attendants at the wedding, do whatever he says. And he tells them exactly what to do. And it is no insignificant thing then that the steward says, why did you keep the best wine for the end of the wedding when everyone's tipsy? You're supposed to serve this first. Well, of course, the quality of wine that Christ has made is the best wine. It's that symbol of the best life is the life of the kingdom of God, the life that God gives to his people. All of us are baptized into the life of the church through water. We all receive that mark as a way of understanding our belonging to the community of faith. But it is the wine that nurtures us. It is significant that we do not go back to the font over and over and over again. But the feast of the table, we do. Why? Because the work of God is not about just the water. The work of God is not about just the natural order. God is about doing something different, transforming the life that we think about and live into something special. 
This past week, most of you knew at least or had been in attendance at both of the, the funerals that we had in this building. We celebrated on Friday the life of Marie O'Shea and on Saturday Robin Levinsky. In both of these cases, we're talking about people who have begun their walk with God in this building, grew up here, have been part of a family of faith for years. Their lives have begun with water. But what did their lives become over time? The wine, the rich wine, the best wine. You see, the accounting that we need to do as God's people is the accounting of ourselves, not so much at this time of year for the IRS or anyone else, but for ourselves and for God. What, in fact, are we doing with this life that God gave us? How are we investing? How are we giving of our life? How are we using this life that God has given us in the service of others, in the service of God? It is important for us as we read this story beginning story of the ministry of Jesus Christ to ask ourselves as we begin the new year how will our life this year demonstrate the life of God how will it demonstrate to a world that does not always understand or even know the light begin to see the light in us Can we, by our faith in this man's directions, change the water of our lives into the wine, the rich wine of kingdom life in the world in which we live? Let us pray. Stewards, you have called us to be of what you have given And to be a good steward, Lord, we require your grace. Grant this, we pray, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Please turn in your green hymnal to page 119. And together, let us pray the prayer of Epiphany. The bottom of page 119. Together praying. Eternal God, by a star you led Magi to the worship of your Son. Guide the nations of the earth by your light, that the whole world may see your glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. For our confession of faith, using the words of the Te Deum, together, We praise you, O God. We acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all the angels sing aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do sing, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. 
Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise you. The noble army of martyrs praise you. The Holy Church throughout all the world acknowledges you as the God of infinite majesty, your adorable, true, and only Son, the King of glory, and also the Holy Spirit, our Comforter. O Christ, you are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver humankind, you did not abhor the virgin's womb. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit on the right hand of God the Father in glory. We believe that you shall come to be our judge. We therefore pray, help us, your servants, whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make all of us numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. Amen. God has been generous in giving to us all that we need for life and sustenance and graciously given us what we need to minister in his name to a world that is broken. Let us now give as unto him for the purposes that he is deigned. Praise God to whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to offer thanks and praise. God of all mercies, we give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. Give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. You will find in your, in your bulletin the announcements that were uh, made uh, aware of the, by the church office uh, in the week past. Of course, we uh, uh, want to remember the families of both uh, Marie O'Shea and um, Robin Levinsky. Um, as we go to prayer today, but I want to give you opportunity to share items of praise or petition or thanksgiving as we come into God's presence. Well, it's been a busy week for me, maybe not for you folks. I don't know. <laughs> Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Michael. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Yes, Helen. Okay. Okay. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Yes, Jackie. Your granddaughter is engaged. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great. I want to remind you that next Sunday morning is the Liturgy of the Healing Prayer, and we 
give you this coming week to think about folks you might want to bring to that, uh, to that service to remember. Uh, are there any others before we go to prayer? Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we thank you this morning to be your people, to be called by your name, to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and to be enabled each day to live into you and unto you in grace and to your glory. We have brought to you the concerns of our hearts and the joys and anticipations of our hearts because we know that you already know and are about your work in our lives and in the lives of those that we have mentioned. We ask, Lord God, that you would complete your will in each of these situations and in each of these occurrences and ask, O Lord, that your your glory and your grace be demonstrated because of Jesus Christ who taught us as his disciples to boldly pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today is uh, everyone brings for the coffee hour, and so everyone is invited to come join us, obviously every Sunday after the service in the Bellhower Parlor for coffee and refreshments. We want to encourage you to simply follow the traffic to the next, to the next building and enjoy some time of fellowship. Let us turn now in our hymnals to page number 350 and close by singing, Fill My Cup, Let It Overflow. Now, having done that together, okay, and having spent time in God's word and prayer, let us go forth from this place being God's servant, loving each other and those that we meet for Jesus' sake. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with us now until Christ returns in glory and then forever and all God's people said.